0: In a few minutes live. catch the podcast on Kaya959.co.za.
1: Boy, oh boy, it might be a new year, but the headlines certainly seem as though we've seen them before, right?
0: Yeah, it's amazing, Cuckoo. Hey, uh, compliments for the news season to you, to your listeners, and to everybody out there. I'm really happy to be back here.
1: Thank you. We're really delighted that you've joined us and wishing you all the best for 2024 as well. And maybe let's just reflect on what we see regarding uh, SAP, uh, another big company admitting uh, to a sense of of, of malfeasance, bribery and, and fraudulent and corruption. Are you surprised by these headlines, given the rate at which we see them?
0: No, certainly not. I'm not surprised. I think what really upsets me each time these things happen is that over time, these big Uh, corporations are made to pay something into the state but there are no individuals who get punished for the decisions and the roles they played when the mess happens Mm -hmm. and this is not good because so people get away with it you and I would never go to get away with it if we were just unless we are linked to a strong political party of course Mm -hmm. but I think that there's got to be consequences Against individuals, of course companies have to pay back for monies they obtained when they shouldn't have got uh, obtained those monies but individuals who made decisions, who went against corporate governance and ethical leadership should be made to punish, who should be punished. Mm.
1: And that does appear to be the challenge uh, that we have in South Africa. And as much as we heard this update from the National Prosecuting Authority, they haven't further elaborated on any arrests or uh, further accountability that will be taken, much like the Competition Appeals Court and many other institutions who have yet to even take uh, a sense of accountability on the likes of uh, leaders at Steinhoff, like Marcus Uester. What does this, I guess, tell us about the reputation then of our um, institutions, especially those that need to see a sense of accountability?
0: Well, it's uh, unfortunately, it's not... not doesn't end in South Africa. If you look at the role that was played by, say, Bain & Company in the damaging of SARS, for instance, uh, the leader, the CEO of Bain & Company was allowed to flee the country. He went back to Italy. And then the Bain & Company was banned by the British company, a, a state from doing business with the state. It was banned for three years. And within months, obviously, a lot of lobbying happened in between within months the ban the ban was, was lifted. But there has not been any attempt to go against the CEO at the time. I think that civil society in South Africa should stand up, make a lot of noise, so that these especially because in in a lot of these cases we end up with whistleblowers having to pay the price. Maybe people have left the country, people have, uh, have been have lost their employability, they've been blacklisted, they're not able to get jobs in South Africa, and some of them have been killed. We know that. But the people in these major enterprises who always, obviously, collude with somebody in the state, in government, have never been, uh, maybe except one or two individuals at KPMG a number of years ago, but just one or two people. Others have gotten away, even at KPMG mm. and all of these companies. And I think that the civil society who stand up and make, put so much pressure—the kind of pressure that South Africa is putting on the world on Israel, we should put put it on our institutions, on our government, on on the NPA to go after individuals, not just companies.
1: Would you say this leads South Africa just towards having a reputation of being a corrupt place to do business?
0: No, it, 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 it positions South Africa as a place where you can get away with stuff. I think we are in many instances a country of high levels of impunity. Look at the people, the, the, we still have people who, who, who are in the National Assembly who should not be, who should be ashamed of being there. Look at the charges and accusations against Blaine's and Zimbabwe right now. He can still look in the cameras and say, you know what, I'm not going, I'm not resigning. No, I'm the list is endless of people who've done wrong in politics who are still getting away with it, who are still able to stand up and saying, I've done absolutely nothing wrong. So they, and a lot of times, these people do these things in partnership with people people in the private sector. And nothing happens as long as you're connected to strong people. As long as there are the other beneficiaries of the corruption are strong people in the public sector, you get away with stuff. This is where we're, so we suddenly, uh, the the, the principle of equality before the law is not respected. South Africa has been long turned into a an Orwellian animal farm where some people get punished, others don't, where the law applies to certain individuals and not to others. And this is where we got it wrong. It has to be corrected.
1: Some might say that we're starting to feel the consequences of this, uh, given the uh, gray listing that we saw under the financial action task force that took place just over a year ago. uh, And of course, just the volatility, perhaps even in our currency and lack of investment appetite in South Mm -hmm. Africa. Uh, How would you contextualize this? I guess, again, as you say, you know, against the backdrop of this reputation and the consequences thereof. Uh,
0: Look, the the, the problem is that the rest of us end up being the ones who, who bear the consequences of what happens. the great listing, the bad economy, the, the the reluctance of many investors to come into South Africa with a long-term view, the, the, the economy suffers because it's not able to create an environment where there is stability with stability, there's potential for growth, or creating opportunities for job for businesses and, and, and jobs. So so we pay the price, but the people who continue to be uh, linked to these things are able to do so because they know they can just come in, do whatever they want, and 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 fly out because they will be they will be politically protected. So it's not giving a South Africa, it's not positioning South Africa as a country that can be re- relied upon that is laws driven, uh, except for those, of course, who are able to to do anything they want because they because they have the connections they want. So it's not it's not for somebody who says, look, I come from a very values driven environment and where I come from. We have to do business business the right way. South Africa is not a promising place because you come in here, you get forced to do certain things to say to give a portion of your business because there have been cases like that. And you come into South Africa, they say, well, okay, we're happy to give you this deal provided you choose that guy over there or that lady over there mm-hmm. as your BEE partner. And those people who are designated as potential BE partners are not just not are not unlinked people. as it when right? They are linked to somebody. Look at the sale ad of SAA. Mm. The, the minister Gotan still refuses to tell us what happened there. What are the details of the sale of SAA? Why those people? What are the details of what was offered to them? And who else is benefiting? And and this is a public entity. So so it, it's not just the private sector. The private sector is always acting in collusion with somebody in government, somebody in politics uh, who ensures that they are protected and they never get to pay the co- for the consequences for, to, to face the consequences of their actions.
1: Yeah, I can't let you go without uh, discussing today's events uh, at The Hague uh, where our legal team has made it very clear that uh, what's taking place uh, uh, between Israel and uh, Palestine is not a conflict it's a violation of human rights really uh, and tomorrow we'll hear from Israel uh, and also taking a look at the, you know, for Forecast for 2024. It's an election year. There's a lot of volatility. I'm keen to understand your perspective as to how we need to manage. I guess the brand reputation of the country, not only on the international stage, but also domestically, given the very the very many moving parts we need to contend with this year.
0: Yeah. Look, I have to say that I was really proud to watch the South African team present their case there kind of reminded me of the kind of country you wanted to be at the dawn of a democracy. Well, you, know, you know, Nelson Mandela even said, mm. South Africa's foreign policy will be underpinned by consideration for human rights across the world. You know, and this is what we should be doing, but not only across the world, in other parts of the world, rather in South Africa. There's a lot of, of course, hypocrisy. Uh, we allowed Al Bashir to get away with human rights abuses. We lied. We, uh, we defended Robert Mugabe and other disputes in Africa. But but all of that doesn't take away the merits of of defending of the Palestinian case. I think that what Israel is doing to Palestinians cannot be justified. I am proud to come from a country that took up the the, the the courage that it required to stand up and say, if no country in the Middle East in the Arab world or anywhere in the world is going to stand up for the Palestinians, we're going to do it. It's that, I think, is, going, is creating a lot of friends for South Africa at the global stage on the particular issue. Wow. But I think that we need to come back home and be consistent, not only in the domestic front in South Africa, but also in the continent, because we tend to... To defend people because they are black like us, it cannot be. It cannot be right. Mm-hmm. When others hurt African men and women in Africa, South Africa should be the first one to stand up and say it, it's, it's not allowed. When a country like a country like Uganda, for instance, comes up with laws that that criminalize being gay, lesbian, LGBTIQ plus. We need to be able to stand up and say, "But we're defending these rights in South Africa. We cannot stand with you." And in, in many time, in many areas, we fail. We say, "Well, it's not our domestic affairs; it's the other people's domestic affairs." So we're too selective, and it's not good.
1: Mm, very true. Such a pleasure speaking to you, Mr. Moeng. Again, not the last conversation we're going to have this year, as the news flow will certainly keep us busy. Thank you so much for
0: Thank your time. you. Thank you. A few minutes at live. Catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.